0: Welcome back to another episode of the Mark 950 Podcast, where we encourage people into building a stronger spiritual life in Christ through the Word and real-life testimonies of faith. Happy New Year, guys! Merry, Merry Christmas! Y'all know Christmas ends in February for Filipinos, but today I am so excited to bring you a special bonus episode in which one of the people I look up to in my home church in Bahal is going to share her testimony on finding true satisfaction and success in Jesus. But before we dive into that, let me just talk about satisfaction for a minute. Growing up, before I knew Christ, I've always thought that it might be that pretty Barbie doll, that new camera, or changing my hairstyle for the new year would make me completely happy and satisfied with my life and myself. As a college student, I've sought satisfaction in getting good grades, being part of the dean's list so I can graduate with honors. I did, but was I satisfied? Absolutely, but only for a moment. Only for a moment. Months later, I've continued to find contentment in getting a job to finally be a professional. I was able to achieve one of my biggest dreams to work as a flight attendant. I traveled around the world, experienced luxury in so many five-star hotels, met different people. And as a person who loves food, I was able to try different types of food and yet still wasn't satisfied. I always found myself wanting more and more until I realized that true satisfaction probably don't come from these things. I mean, don't get me wrong. All these outward achievements are good. But like somewhere along the line, I knew that there was something I've been missing out on. Like, why do I even have the need to be satisfied? Like, why am I even here? I received Jesus Christ into my heart back in 2017, but at that time, I talked a lot about Jesus being my savior, but quite very less about him being my Lord. Having Jesus as our Lord means that we submit to his will and to his ways, to consider him as our master, meaning us stepping down and giving up our rights to serve him because he is our Lord, our Lord Jesus. It does make sense, right? Because if you are a servant, you can't tell your master what your task should be. You can't tell him what he should do. That's why we, when we ask, we always say, not as I will, but as you will, Lord. We're going to talk more about Lordship in the next episode, which I'm very excited for, by the way. Consider this a little sneak peek of how that's going to be. But what I'm really trying to say here now is that back then, even though I was already saved, also because I think I wasn't really able to get involved in the ministry, um... I still insisted on going about my life the way I saw fit. I wasn't really willing to submit to the leading of the Holy Spirit. I have grieved the Holy Spirit a lot of times and more. I wanted to do things my own way and have it still the worldly way. You know, I couldn't care less about knowing Jesus more. I was trying to still hold on to a life I have already been set apart from. I'm telling you all this because you can have Jesus set you free from the slavery of the world, yet choose to go back to being its slave. Just imagine this. You You were being locked inside a prison cell for so many years. Jesus had the keys to it. He opened it for you so you can finally get out. But then you yourself choose to stay. Like, dude, why? Get out. Be free. Be free of that old, stinking, toxic life you used to have and enjoy this new journey the Lord has given you. And the Lord wants to walk with you. Like what Jesus said in Luke 17, verse 32. Remember Lot's wife. You've made a decision to follow Jesus, so there's no turning back now. Realize that you have been made a new creation in Christ. And God now calls you his artwork. You are an ar- artwork. You are beautiful. You are crafted for great things according to his will and purpose. Ephesians 2, verse 10 says, for we, for we are, sorry, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. This statement offers tremendous insight to what God desires for us after salvation. Sure, we don't have to do good works for salvation, but good works are absolutely meant to be the result of salvation. Are you being fruitful? Or are you stuck in spiritual barrenness? Every believer is called for a kingdom purpose. God has plans for us individually and collectively. And as God's children, we are being equipped and prepared for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up to advance God's kingdom. It's your great commission fruit to tell other people about the gospel of Jesus Christ, to evangelize and nurture others in their relationship with God. How? Probably start by sharing Jesus on your Instagram stories or on your Facebook. You know where people are always at. Think about it. But the thing is, how are you going to tell people about a person whom you actually don't know? Yes, you know that Christ died for you and is your way to heaven. But that's like basically like knowing something about a person, but not really knowing who that person is. You see? We have to understand who Jesus is in a deeper sense for us to know why we even have to tell people about him, his ways, his character, his very nature, his story, his life. Truth is, if you don't know whose you truly are, you won't know who you are and why you are here. If you don't know why you are truly here and who and what you are supposed to be living for, you will never be satisfied you will end up being lost again and again. This is the hard truth, we will never find relief if we continue to seek it through worldly possessions or from the approval of people. Sure, they're good, good stuff, and those good, good stuff make you feel, feel good, but if you're in it for eternal happiness, my friends. Also, to answer your question, when will I truly be happy, I'm telling you, it's one way Jesus. Jesus is the only one who can feel that constant thirst you're having for so long already. I don't know about you, but when I tried seeking joy in worldly pleasures, I always ended up feeling out of breath as if I was constantly just running without, you know, actually knowing where my actual dest- destination is, you know, wasting my time year after another. That's what happens to you when you care more about the gifts and forget about the giver. Salvation comes with other graces, and one of them is us getting to have that beautiful chance to get to know our Savior. As we walk in the path he has prepared for each one of us beforehand. To know Jesus is to know true life and what it's all about. Knowing Him, like really knowing Him through His Word, through reading the Bible, through experiencing Him as well, will allow you to be in a deeper relationship with Him. And that's what's going to make you truly satisfied. You're going to know who you are, what and who you are made for. That, my friends, is what we call true satisfaction in Jesus Christ. Let's listen to this testimony. In my case,
1: I came to know God after a heartbreak, or actually multiple heartbreaks. Um, I made some choices um, when I was younger that I thought, you know, were, we're good and we're okay. But then really, later on, when I think about it, they were just really selfish choices. All I cared about were the things that were important to me, the things that made me happy. My whole world was just about me, 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 and what I wanted. My top priorities during that time were my career, my relationship, and my friends. Um... That time, I wasn't even thinking about my family because, when you're in your twenties, it's like, okay, um, maybe it's time to move out and chart my own path. Pretty cliche, pero that's that was true at that time. It felt true to me, and I remember I was living in Manila that time, and since my high school days palang, that was always my goal to live there start my life there and I was so sure that I was going to stay there because all the things I needed my career, yung relationship, yung friends were all there so it was it it seemed like the way to go for me but then an earthquake happened in my hometown and I had to move back because my family needed me that Time I really did not want to, um, I but I did because it felt like the right thing to do. When I moved back, I had a really hard time adjusting, I felt like I was falling behind everyone else because I was held back career wise. I mean, everyone was getting all this great experience and talking about their mentors and learning from their bosses. And here I was, back home, taking care of our business with no mentor, no teacher, no sort of guidance. Voila, And I was away from the people I knew. I was away from my friends, my boyfriend. But then, I was was still stubborn. I was thinking, okay lang. You know, I can can do this. I can manage this. I just need to work harder uh, than everyone else. And uh, after two to five years, I'll leave. And I'll find a job again. I just need to make it work. I just need to suck it in. And I just need to make it work. And I really did. I overworked myself. I'd work from Mondays to Saturdays. probably 70 hours a week, 60 to 70 hours a week. And then once a month I'd fly back to Manila to catch up with everyone, to make my relationship work. And then for 5 years that was how my life was. Like imagine that, flying in and out, still traveling for work. Um just you know, I was trying to to really just control everything and and and, and um trying to to hang on hang on to the things that were important to me and yeah i was overworking i was overdoing and i was always chasing after something on the outside i looked okay because i was busy i'd meet different people every day and i still made my arrangement work but then Deep inside I was so tired. There were times na i would drive alone in the city, just driving from one end to the other, and I'd stop by the, the port area, um you know where the ships are, and I just cry. I'd cry and I look out, feeling just far away from everyone else and, and ask myself, like, why am I here? What am I doing here? What am I doing with my life? And, you know, and then the next day, I, I go to work. I go to work and, and think and feel like everything was fine. And I felt I felt so tired and I felt so empty and I thought that maybe it was because the people I was closest to were far away from me and that that just pushed me to work harder. But then later on, I realized that even that, even if you get everything you want, it wouldn't fix the emptiness that I felt. Only God can really fill that need in our lives. And how did but you know, it took some time for me to change the way I thought and for me to realize that at that time I felt empty because I was trying to fill the void with with all the things I had. I looked for answers, it's a relationship go. But you know, if you if you look to someone to fill that void you will eventually wear the person out because that person can't possibly fulfill what God can only do for you. And eventually after uh, four years of trying to make it work, that relationship ended. I still, and I still didn't get it after that. So I tried looking for answers to career goal, thinking that if I could, recognition from people if um if if i just make my career work everything would be okay but then even that panned out i was working so hard i was on a boat or a plane every single week for work but then lahat ng projects ko, they failed like the ending don failed. And I remember being on stage for an event and that had always been a dream of mine to to get the present and just to get our company recognized. But I was there presenting and I remember when I got down, I just cried. I cried. Um, I was fresh from a breakup. We had all these problems at work. I was down with the flu. I was tired and I just didn't understand why nothing was working out. And then I realized that, you know, even career, it's not the answer. Something that you build today can be gone tomorrow. Man can make all the plan he all the plans he wants, but only the Lord's plans will prevail. So I was really at a loss and I really did not know what to do. And even at this point, I wasn't even sure if I believed in God or not. But something in me drove me to say, I don't know, Lord. I can't fix this anymore. I'm a mess. My life is a mess. And I didn't know where else to go. All the decisions I made, mali. I felt like a failure. I couldn't see it. And I couldn't see it then. Pero God was already working in my life and inviting me to seek Him. I I encountered a verse um in Romans 828 and it said, God works for the good of those who love him, for those who are called according to his purpose. And my intention that time was like, Lord, I just really want things to work. Like I am so tired of being like this. I'm so tired of working hard and not getting anywhere. I just I just wanna do it right this time so that was that was my first lesson actually um god used my heartbreak i mean no sometimes god breaks us for us to realize our need for him because the things that we make the god of our lives like work like our boyfriends or girlfriends they can never be god they can never take the place of god in our lives we take pride in the things that we do, the things that we can achieve on our own. Pero pag nawala yung pride na yon, you realize that you really have no control over your life. And we're not the best person to do that either. And the great thing about God is that when you come to Him, He won't say, I told you so. Or ayan ka kasi, you were so hard-headed. He doesn't count all your wrong decisions or your past against you. He meets you where you are and that's where transformation starts where god meets you and that was the second lesson for me god met me where i was he didn't ask me now to meet him at a certain place he didn't ask me to become a certain person before i was worthy to to, to meet him But he met me where I was, at my lowest point. So if you are someone who is suffering from hurts in the past, or if you are someone who has lost someone and you don't know how to move forward, if you feel like you've made so many wrong turns and it's not possible to fix them, when God meets you at your lowest point or your time of need, he won't be like, oh, you need to get up and do this. He will be like a friend who will be there, who will just be there. He will sit with you, he will cry with you, he will grieve with you. But the difference is, he has the power to turn your life around, to help you with what you need, and he will be what you need. Sabi nga nang, ano, 2 Corinthians 12.9 My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. And I remember telling God, and I thought it was, um, it was a stupid request. But I remember telling Him, Lord, you know, I am so tired of being alone. I just really need people to guide me. I need people who will understand my pain. I need people I can connect to, because everyone else is so far away. And you know what? He provided. He allowed me to, to meet. Four great people. And they were all Christian. And they all prayed for me to come to know God. Eventually, they became my Bible study group. And um, we didn't know. And later on, we we found out that we were all simultaneously praying for the same thing. And God connected us. He organized it. He allowed us all to meet. And we were just each other needed. God sent me mentors to teach me so that I would understand his word. He was so patient with me until I was finally ready to accept him as my Lord and Savior. And I did. I understood the, the commitment I had made to follow him. And on November 2013, sorry, and November 2016 i accepted jesus christ into my life and the third lesson is obedience so you know even if you've made that commitment to god the road really isn't easy because your old self will still come out it's not it's not automatic my normal response to pain is to try to take control of the situation and try to keep myself busy. So in my heart, even when I had already realized that God was the answer, I would still continue to find my own solutions to what I thought was the problem. I signed up for for Dragon Boat, for yoga. I, I started running. You know, I even joined a national Dragon Boat competition and I ran 10K. And, you know, I also begged God to allow me to take my master's that year because I wanted an excuse to, to go back to Malila and to show people that I was fine, even when I was so broken inside. I wanted to show people that I was okay, that I was still up and running, even though I wasn't. And you know what? God said, no. He slowly revealed to me that the problem wasn't my location or that I needed to just get up and running. He showed me that the the problem wasn't that I needed to fix my career or my life with self-help solutions. You know, these temporary solutions won't fix what was wrong. And what was wrong was my heart. And God needed to work on my heart. First, I needed to accept that where I was now was the place he had for me. I don't need to go somewhere else or run somewhere to fix my life. The life that God planned for me was here. And you know, that was very hard for me to accept, but in Romans eight twenty eight, the second portion in that promise said that God works for the good. And that applies to those who have been called according to his verses. Meaning, if you want to find that hope and that promise of the good, you also have to align yourself with the purpose he has in your life. Instead of the purpose that you create for yourself. I needed to stop being in control and submit to what he wanted me to do. And that's the third lesson. Obedience will open blessings. And the last one is, you know, I just felt I needed to add this just in case it wasn't clear in the previous Mark 950 episode. It's about unforgiveness. So you know, if we have a new if we have unforgiveness in our life, it really blocks our relationship with God. And it's also your obedience to him because, because God commanded us to get rid of unforgiveness in our hearts. So if you have anyone that you haven't forgiven yet, you need to settle that first to move forward. In my case, God wanted me to deal with the unforgiveness I had felt towards my ex and towards my family. In my case, God wanted me to deal with the unforgiveness I had felt towards my ex, and he asked me to work on my relationship with my family. And I'll be honest, I wasn't too excited about that, and I really did ask God for help to do this, because on my own, I wouldn't have been able to. But you know, when I did, and it's really not something you do once lang, ah, the more you do it, the lighter you will feel on my own, I wouldn't have been able to. But when I did, and it's not something you do once Langha. you have to do it over and over and over again. You have to continue to forgive the person over and over again. But you know what? The more I did it, the lighter I felt. Because unforgiveness will just weigh on your heart. And you can't go where God wants you to go if you have that. So that's the last part. How does God transform us? Sometimes, it's through our most painful experiences. But if you entrust God with that pain, he will really turn it into something beautiful. But before he can transform you, you have to accept him as your Lord and Savior. Because, you know, we can't save ourselves. There's a God-shaped void in our hearts that only Jesus can fill. Not people, not career, not success, only Jesus Nothing in the world can offer. Nothing the world can offer can ever fill that void. And the second, you have to make him your Lord. Submit to his will, not your own, because he has a better plan. Something that you can never imagine for yourself.
0: This person's life testimony is just so beautiful and it's just a story that really makes someone's heart cry out, mostly because I feel like a lot of people can relate to it too. Um, I personally can relate to it so much as well. And aside from her being like, nagmahal, Nasakta, and the Christian type of a woman like me, this lovely person who I call my atiniki is someone I've looked up to and admired for faith, her gentleness and everything and, and her love for music. She's a type of a singer that when she makes a cover of a song, it literally comes out like the original one. And if it doesn't come out like the original, it comes out better than the original. But seriously, the way she uses her talents to serve the Lord is, is one that makes her shine, you know? Shine like a rock star. Like, literally, like whenever I see Ateniki, either in person or during our Zoom meetings, her face literally glows like wow, Nick Seriously. I mean, if you're really going to picture a woman who is like beautiful, determined, well-mannered, soft-spoken, I'm not just saying all these words to, you know, like um like for you to feel good or something like that, but like, like this is really how I see you, Atenik, like well-mannered, soft spoken, strong and independent. That's, that's Nicky Nikki you Daniel. One of our Proverbs 31 dropped the mic woman alongside Niza vagara shout out, and Camille Carballo. What's up? <laughs> women of God, let me hear you praise. Hallelujah, Jesus, for this beautiful women from City Casa Church. Um, it's such a privilege having the Mark 950 become an outlet for people like Ateniki and even for Ateniza. Um like a few episodes back, to share the faithfulness of God in their lives so other people can also be blessed. Like Ati said, sharing her testimony would not only be sharing her own life story, but actually sharing God's story. And when it's God's story, you know it's beautiful. Again, something you can never imagine for yourself and something you won't know until you get there. So what's your God story? I'll end with this verse and give it to y'all to reflect. John 4, 13, Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. Never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Material things and worldliness can never replace the one and only relationship that satisfies. Our ultimate purpose as creation is to know, serve, and worship our Creator. Do now what you know you can and will enjoy later. Receive Jesus Christ as both your Savior and Lord. Amen be satisfied. This is Micaela, your host of the Mark 50 podcast, and I'll catch you guys on the next episode. Adios!